Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores of the Rasta District and Full Press Coverage. Hey, Trev, what up? Oh, man, what's going on, Hakun? Happy Hump Day. It's Wednesday. Yes, hot sir. Outside. Oh, it's so hot. Ridiculous. So, I love it. I love every single bit of that. And, of course, the, and the good news is that if you need to cool off, you'll be able to cool off the sky bar again real soon. Is what yes, I understand. Sir. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Skybar will be back open uh, this month, early July for July 4th, so get ready for that. We'll look out for that oh, this summer. I'm back. It's going to be fantastic. Be couldn't be soon enough. Right. I say. Couldn't be soon enough. Hey, so i got to ask you this question. Have you seen uh, Top Gun Maverick? I have not. I have okay. not. Okay. All right. I assume at some point you will eventually see it. If it's, maybe yeah. you're going to stream it or see it someplace. Dude, I, I just have to say this. I met somebody who actually has a, 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 a relative who does post-processing and some work on Top Gun and Maverick, and uh, she said that Tom Cruise is crazy. Now, I think we all know that, right? I don't think there's any yeah, argument sure. that he's absolutely insane, like <laughs> really, really just insane. But, like, apparently he insists on doing all his stunts, and it's just, I mean, the guy is not, you know, 10. Right? I mean, right. I, honestly, I break a foot. I'm out for a long time, right? This is, I'm not bouncing back. <laughs> just, no. I mean, you're, I'm just saying, you know, we're, none, we're not Adrian Peterson. We're not tearing an ACL and coming back in like four months. It's not going to happen. You know? <laughs> but anyway, I just had to mention that because I was just like, this guy is, this guy is nuts. And uh, so it's just so crazy. But the movie is fantastic. Um, Total escapism, total escapism. All right, so enough of that. I've wasted enough time. Let's talk about football because we have plenty to talk about today. We're going to preview the Commanders, the Giants, Eagles, and the Cowboys of the NFC East, and the Lions, Bears, Vikings, and Packers of the NFC North. And then we're going to give you some fantasy football draft targets and much, much more. So, hey, why don't we just go ahead and get this thing started? Why don't don't we do that? All right, let's start with that NFC East. And uh, the way we're going to do this is we're going to we're going to talk about what we think are the biggest strengths, the biggest questions, and then the top players to target for fantasy football draft, drafts. And we're going to talk about this going into the preseason because obviously we ha- we don't have the preseason in order to make any decisions as to how these rosters are going to shape up. We only know what's happening going into the preseason. So the question is the biggest strength entering the preseason, the biggest questions entering the preseason, and which top players are you thinking about targeting for fantasy football drafts from that team? Let's start with those Washington Commanders, and let's start with you here, Trev. What are the sure. what's the biggest strength and the biggest question you think the Washington Commanders have entering the preseason? Oh man, it's kind of the same for me, uh-huh. in, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's with the quarterback. We mm-hmm. we have Carson Wentz. Say what you want, he is a winning quarterback. Yes, he makes mistakes, but he is probably the best quarterback we've had to start the season since RG3, just to right. be quite honest. Um, right. <laughs> and then the biggest question probably is, I mean, and to, big, to piggyback on that, because we've seen the defense already two years in a row. We've seen right. how good they can be, and we've seen how bad they can be. So now we know what to expect from that. 
Uh, yep. The offensive side of the ball, we've seen what Terry McClure can do with no matter who's throwing him the ball. Uh, we've seen what Curtis Samuel can do in Carolina and shades of what we can do when he's healthy for us. Uh, the right. run game, we've already seen Antonio Gibson. He's a stud at the running back. You know, so we've already seen that. So, so strength is quarterback. And question is also a quarterback, again, because we don't know if we're getting Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles before injury or right. we're getting Carson Wentz at the end of the season last year, the last two games where he just, you know, had a huge debacle. So Yeah, that's very strength true. Strength and question is part of the quarterback position. Yes, we have Carson Wentz, but also we have Carson Wentz. So, <laughs> right. you know, no, that's we'll very see. true. No, totally true. And, and and who else could it be? I mean, that's the problem, though, is that, I mean, um, I think it's pretty clear it's not Taylor Heineke. No. Um, so, you know, it, it's really all kind of back on on his shoulders. And uh, and you're right. He had um he had a terrible end to the 2021 season. Five straight games under 230 yards passing. Um, and you know the Colts were. They just kind of faded, you know, going into the end of the season there. And that, yeah. that was totally on Wentz's shoulders. So, but then again, we saw good Wentz too. So, I mean, it, it is, you're right. It's really unclear um, who you're going to get there. But I think there are some other questions, though. I mean, what about Terry McLaurin? I mean, yeah. um, he's coming back. <laughs> he's coming back. These things take a long time. I kind of upset that we tend to, as rumor has it, lowball these, these high quality players from the beginning to make this drag out longer than what it should. Um, we yeah. did the same thing with Jonathan Allen last year, especially with these the caliber of players. Like Terry was a captain, I think, his second year with God knows what quarterback. John Allen was a captain too. So it seems like we're just taking our sweet time to get these deals done. I just wish they'd go ahead and get done like all these other teams are doing. But yeah, Rob, yeah. Rob Rivera came out today, said they're not trading him, and right. they're really confident at how far the, the contracts are talks are progressing. So. He's coming back just a matter of time. I mean, he's proven he doesn't need to be at minicamp. You like for him to be there, but he's proven that he can show up day one training camp. No matter who's throwing the ball, he's going to make a play. He's going to be a stud. Right. So That's he's proven true. that. So right. my worry for that is not as high until he starts missing training camp without a deal. And then I'll be worried. But he is a, he's a strength for sure and a question. Yeah, yeah. And then they say that, um, and I'll, just so everyone knows, if you miss all three days of minicamp, that is $93,000 and $85 that, that you will be fined. Um, right. Which sounds like a lot of money to you and me, but um, yeah. I guess if you're, if you're holding out for millions, you know, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. Um, that being said, you know, and I'm sure you've seen reports of this as well, Trev, A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown, you know, yeah. he was traded and signed to a four-year extension worth $25 million per season. Um, McLaurin is, <laughs> has a base salary of $2.79 million. Um, yes. They were, I mean, they're basically in the same draft around the same place, draft around the same place. So that's got to be something that McLaren is looking at and saying, wait, hold oh, on a second. Sure. Here. Exactly. You know? I mean, A.J. Brown had Ryan Tannehill, but he's no slouch, but he's also no Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, but he's Ryan Tannehill. You know, he's, a, he's an established veteran. Right. Karen McLaurin played with Garrett Gilbert, um, uh, Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith, my neighbor, your next door neighbor, their nephew, <laughs> and their dog. Like, you play with everybody and put a thousand yard back to back seasons with no yes. name quarterback. So, like, if AJ Brown's getting that money with a name quarterback, God, That's can only true. imagine what Terry McCorris should deserve and get with what he's done with no name quarterback. So, it's going to be interesting to see. 
And it's really interesting because, you know, think about all the these wide receivers in the 2019 draft. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel, making big splashes, right? And then there you exactly. got Terry McLaurin there um, getting paid 2.79. So, you know, hey, I'm just exactly. saying, commanders probably want to get on that. <laughs> yeah. just, just take Pretty care of you guys. Please. <laughs> all right. So, hey. We got Scott King on the line, the godfather of hey. the football garbage time, and of course the former editor in chief of Football Extra Points. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Hey guys, good. Sorry, sorry, I'm a little late. Uh, traffic got the best of me. Yeah, no, I, I you, you don't have to make up fake excuses, Scott. If you don't want to talk to us, it's totally, <laughs> yeah, it's we cool, get bro. it. Trev does it to me all the time. I'm I'm totally used to it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I get it. Okay, sometimes yeah, people don't want to talk to me. I'm totally cool with that. I, I own it. Um, but, hey, so now we're talking about the Washington Commanders here. Scott, you you have any thoughts about the biggest strength and the biggest question entering the preseason for the Commanders? We've already talked about yeah, Carson sure Wentz a little bit and McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah, Wentz is, is the big question mark. And, you know, you are talking a little bit before about all the quarterbacks that have run through there. And, and, you know, Wentz can still play. I mean, he's, you know, maybe he's not, you know, in the Aaron Rodgers class, but, you know, I'd put him middle of the pack in the NFL, yeah. which is good enough to make a run at the playoffs. And, um, you know, I think their um, running running situation is, is pretty strong. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. I, I'm I'm a Carson, Carson Wentz fan. I think he had moderate success in Indy and, you know, getting out there in Washington, we'll see what he can do. But he's definitely – He's an upgrade over anybody they've had on the field in a long time. So I and think, that's uh, exactly what uh, Trev said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if they can get him some protection. In his first year. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll be good. I, I think it'll be interesting. You know, new new logos, new new mascots, new everything. So we'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. And and hopefully a brand new Carson Wentz. We'll see. Yeah. I hope um, so. <laughs> all right. How about how about top players that you're going to target for fantasy football drafts? I'm sure we just named a few, but any any on your radar? that you would draft for fantasy football, Trev? Oh, uh, yeah. I got Jahan Dotson. I think the, the oh, receiver nice. has been the draft. I think I he's going to be second for us. He's going to be utilized a lot in offense. Um, maybe, whew, I don't know, somebody on the defensive side. Uh, Kendall Fuller, I guess. I don't know. Maybe William Jackson. It's kind of hard to say on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, okay. mainly for offensive. Yeah, I'd say Jahan Dotson. And go ahead and put um, – Brian Robinson from Alabama, the running back that we drafted too. I think. Wow. Yeah, I think he's yeah. going to see a lot more playing time than people expected. Okay. So, yeah, Brian That'll Robinson. Be a good dynasty pick then. Yeah. There we go. Nice. I love it. I love it. All right. And what are, you, what are your thoughts here, Scott? Anybody you're you're drafting out of the Washington Commanders this year? Yeah, I think it's McLaurin. I, I mean, for all those reasons, they'll get the cor- the contract worked out. But um, <clears throat> he's just he's a machine and and any competent quarterback is going to get him the ball. So he just, you know, touchdown Terry is just going to continue. So yeah. it's, uh, he's the go-to there. Um, yeah, I think he's, a, he's probably the safest safest pick there for sure. Um, but I don't mind getting me some Carson Wentz really, really late in the hopes that he actually has some chemistry there. I mean, it could, could be could be interesting. Antonio Gibson can catch a lot of passes as well, so that could be really good for him. Um, okay, let's go on to the next team here in the NFC East. Let's talk about the New York Giants. Uh, let's start with you, Trev. What are the yes, biggest sir. strength and biggest question for the New York Giants entering the preseason? Um, wow, okay, let's see. I got two players tied <laughs> for question for right now. Daniel uh-huh. Jones, obviously, and then Saquon Barkley. 
We yeah, don't know what that's that's my list. Yep. You know, I don't know what we really don't know how it's going to be utilized. They say it's going to be utilized like more receiver or whatever. I don't know how that's going to work. He came off with a really bad knee injury, so that's a question mark. And Daniel Jones is always a question mark. Uh, what is it, like 50 turnovers and 50 touchdowns or something like that, or 15, 49, yeah. something close like that in all this season. Uh, the strength, obviously, I think it would be Brian Dabble um, coming over. Okay, and taking cool. Charge New York Giants. That's a whole new regime, a fresh re, uh, rebuild at the, in the front all, in the coaching staff. He's yeah, had he success with Josh Allen. I mean, it's Josh Allen, but he also had success in Buffalo with some key role players there, too, as well. So I think that's my biggest strength is Brian Dabble, honestly. Okay. Wow, I love it. That's really good. All right, so, uh, Scott, what are your thoughts here? Biggest strength and weakness for the Giants? Yeah, I think, you know, this is a franchise where I, I just have no idea what they're doing. I, I mean, this is a <laughs> I don't think they you know, either, historically so. <laughs> iconic franchise, and I, I couldn't tell you what their what their plan is I, I really never bought into Daniel Jones I think this is the end of the line for him I mean they just have not put any sort of a team around him that's going to help him be successful I think he's going to struggle this year and be done um, you know hopefully Sa- Saquon's fully healthy fully returned you know fully back I think they're just going to rely on him heavily and I think you know that's definitely the strength of the team but it's just confusing. They're not really building the defense first. They're not building the offense first. Yeah. They're not getting weapons. I just, I'd have to look back at their draft over the last few years to just even see, you know, our guys even on the squad. So it's, it's just really unfortunate <laughs> that you've got a, you know, such an iconic team and they're just, they're just lost in the woods. It just feels like. Yeah. Yep. For sure. That's, Totally agree with that. All right, so, Trev, what do you think about fantasy football here? Anybody you're looking to draft out of the Giants? Oh, man. I guess Saquon <laughs> Barkley because, I mean, even though he has been riddled with injuries, he's still explosive. He's still strong. He's still agile, still good. So, I mean, I guess Saquon Barkley and maybe Kadarius Toney. If, if he yeah, that was the guy I was thinking of, Kadarius Toney. Um, I, you know, he stays healthy. He didn't get a chance to really do anything. Right, he has to no, healthy, of course. Right. So, I always like the upside team. there. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, what do you think for fantasy football? Anybody you're looking at? Yeah, it's, it's really just Saquon again. And, and unless somebody takes him way high thinking he's, you know, still worth something, um, you might be able to get some value. I mean, if you can get Saquon at 10, you know, is that a value? But he's for sure not, you know, top three running back anymore. I mean, I wouldn't touch him before yeah. the bottom you know, bottom part of that first round, which, you know, if you get in a league with people who are aware of the situation, then maybe you can get them. But I have a feeling, you know, you're going to see him snagged three or four by, you know, maybe some people who are still carrying some name, name recognition there. But none of the pass catchers are going to do anything. Um, Daniel Jones isn't going to do anything. I think you're looking <laughs> – you know, I mean, you're. This could be a a a team that has one of those like two touchdowns caught by wide receivers season or something crazy. Ugh, that sounds brutal. Well, I, I'll tell you, yeah. this. you might you might be surprised to hear Saquon Barkley actually going around 32. So he's got down at the bottom of you know wow. in the third round. Yeah. So he's been very, very RB 17 right now behind wow. the like David oh, Montgomery, worse. behind Cam Akers, uh, behind James Connor. 
uh, behind, you know, so so I, at a certain point, I feel like, well, I kind of have to take a stab at him at that value. And Kadarius Tony going at 120, wide receiver 51. Kenny Galladay yeah. at 127. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe he can capture some of that magic. I mean, Galladay used to be good. Uh, so do. I don't know. I might actually take a stab at one of those guys if I want to get a wide receiver four or something. All right, let's talk about those Philadelphia Eagles. Trav, strength and yeah. question. Oh wow! Strength would probably be probably be their wide receiver core: uh, mm-hmm. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, yeah. Clarence Watkins. That's I mean that's a pretty on paper that's a pretty nice looking wide receiver core. We already know what their run, run game is, is capable of doing. So got them to the playoffs last year. Running back by committee. Um, Jalen Hurts really hasn't had a true number one outside Devontae Smith. He's been there, right. so neither AJ Brown. So I guess that's their strength. But also their question to me would be also Jalen Hurts. Is yeah. he going to be the solution to the to the problem? Like I said, we know the run game. Now he has weapons around him. Can he get the ball to the weapons? Can he be the Jalen Hurts that – was in Oklahoma and Alabama, or is he going to be the Jalen Hurts as of late where he just is a question mark? So that's my question. Jalen Hurts, strength is the wide receiver for. Yep, I uh, I totally agree with that. All right, so let's uh, switch it over to you here, Scott. What are you thinking here? Any other thoughts on strength and um, the question for the Eagles? Yeah, I think just to, to add on the strengths part to the wide receiver core, I think this is kind of the opposite of what, we've seen in Washington where I feel like, or not Washington, um, the Giants, where I feel like they're mm-hmm. giving Jalen Hurts all the opportunity to be successful, right? They're giving him right. weapons. They're going out, making trades sure against wide receivers. They're, they're trying to get him in a position to where he can succeed. I, I've never been sold on Jalen Hurts as, you know, a top-tier quarterback. He's got some limitations, but he also has, you know, some skills and – can make some plays and they're giving him a chance to do that. So yeah, I think, you know, the question mark, I guess would be, you know, can the wide receiver core deliver for Hertz this year? And at the same time, I, you know, I think the strength is the wide receiver core. So I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm impressed that Philly's, you know, kind of going, they're, they're going all in in. and they're trying to help them be successful. Yeah, yeah, and they got and they stockpiled a crapload of first round picks. So if they if it hurts blows up, they have a nice <clears throat> landing spot for a rookie quarterback next year. I mean, yep. having weapon not only the wide receivers but Dallas Goddard's also there. I mean, and that's just like that's got to be a dream come true for anybody, right? Has having that having all those weapons and on top of that, Miles Sanders, a great pass catching back. So many yeah. options there for the Eagles. So interesting. So let's talk about uh, fantasy football. Trev, anybody you're targeting out of the Eagles? Uh, Devontae Smith, I'm looking for him to have a, a better year. Now that he has A.J. Yep. Brown, he's got some attention off of him. Maybe he can uh, yeah. break loose and do what he's capable of doing. And then, um, I guess, yeah, I'm just going to go with Devontae Smith, honestly. Yeah, I, I love that. Devontae Smith going as wide receiver 32, A.J. Brown going as wide receiver 10. Uh, I, I think that's that's some value there for Devontae Smith going 72nd overall right now. I mean, it's early, so he can move, but 72nd overall as compared to A.J. Brown is going 26 overall. Uh, I'd rather take Devontae Smith and take the discount. All right, what do you think there? Uh, Scott, anybody you're targeting off the Eagles? Yeah, it's, it's Jalen Hurts for me. I think, you know, he's oh. got he's got the legs. He's going to get you some rushing touchdowns. He's got to get the ball to these guys, so – 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's not, you know, he's not a wide receiver one, but, you know, you can grab him, especially, you know, two quarterback leagues, you can get him. So I think there's definitely value there. Um, yep. And like, I mean, yep. we just talked about all their targets. So somebody's got to catch these balls. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Jalen, and you're right. Those rushing yards for quarterbacks are gold, absolute gold. And he gets yeah. some spades. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good. He's actually going, believe it or not, he's going QB7. I think he's okay. been elevated oh, because of the, the wide receivers that he has at his disposal. But he's going 69th overall, so it sounds better than it really is. Uh, he's going after the likes of Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray um, and Lamar Jackson. I think that I'd rather have uh, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson because Jalen Hurts has more weapons. And Lamar Jackson is going at 55, so you can wait a whole another round and get Jalen Hurts. So I like that value. All right, let's talk about those Cowboys. Let's finish yeah. up with NFC East. What's the strength? What's the question, Trev? Uh, I got strength being Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott. Uh, that's, Dak Prescott put up career numbers last year with touchdowns and completion percentage, and then Tony Pollard is a stud. They've already yeah. come out and said they're going to feature him more and this and that. Um, I look for him to be the strength. CeeDee Lamb is okay, but if if he's double covered, who now who you're throwing it to? You don't have you don't have Amari Cooper. You don't have Cedric Wilson. I don't know even know who the number two receiver is at this point. So I'm going to go with <laughs> right. and Tony Pollard. Okay. Yeah, I love it. All right. Now, what are your what about you, Scott? Uh, strength and question for these guys going into the preseason. I think the strength is their running game in general. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Zeke's at the end of, you know, unfortunately, he's he's at kind of the end of his his prime years and definitely yeah. on the downside, but he can still deliver. Um, you know, question mark, weakness for me, I, I'm, we've got to see something out of Dak, right? I mean, yeah. you, just, you just said he's got, you know, less targets. There's a lot of questions around what he can do there in Dallas. I, I, I'm not convinced Jerry Jones is all in on him. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what he can do this year. I mean, it's, it's going to fall on his shoulders to really deliver and, and it's up yeah. to him. Yeah. And of course, no Amari Cooper, as I mentioned, but also losing two in the offensive line, no Lael Collins, no Connor Williams as well. So clearly yeah. not a good situation for Dak. All right. So who are you targeting if fantasy football, the Cowboys there, Trev? I'm going Tony Pollard. Um, All right. I like it. Running back 34, Tony Pollard, okay. going 92nd. I mean, that's a, that's a deep, deep, deep discount there for Tony Pollard. And I actually don't even mind doing that and getting Elliott, too, cause that, because, you know, Elliott is also incredibly depressed. He's going at 34, RB18. So you can get both of those guys. Uh, pretty late, and uh, and then you can just kind of figure it out, you know. I think that's probably mm-hmm. something you can do. Uh, what do you think here, fantasy football, Scott? Who are you looking at from the Cowboys? Um, I would probably look at the handcuff there, uh, if you can call it that, of of yeah. Deacon Pollard. I mean, if you can yeah. snag both those guys, I, I mean, I've I've been very fortunate the last few seasons grabbing. Uh, multiple guys out of the same backfield. I did last year with uh, Dylan and Jones in Green Bay, the year yeah. before uh, Cook, and um, I just lost the name in Minnesota. His yeah. Number one backup. But those two guys. So so I think if you can find a backfield where they're committed to the run and grab them both, I think, you know, you're going to be successful. So I, I would grab both of those guys, just as you described, because you can hit them both. And then you right. just lock up, you know, that team and 
somebody that's committed to the run. So I, I like that yep. strategy. Yeah, Alexander Madison, I think is who you're thinking of, um, who also uh, pre like this is called foreshadowing can get really late in the draft. <laughs> By the way, everybody, just FYI. <laughs> All right, let's turn to the NFC North and let's talk about those Detroit Lions. That's your Detroit Lions, there, Scott. So why don't we start with you? Give us what your big question and your big strength is for Detroit Lions going into the preseason. So I'll, I'll preface this by by saying, as everyone who follows me on Twitter and has listened to this show, I'm the biggest Lions pessimist ever. I <laughs> every year, and I've been so down on them. Right. That being said, I I love what Brad Holmes is building. I, I couldn't be happier with the strategy that they've put together. So for the first time in the 45-plus years I've been on this planet, the strength of this team (laughs) is the offensive line. And finally, Mm -hmm. they've finally, finally, finally gotten there. So that's really going to be, you know, key to the running game, key to the passing game, helping Jared Goff. So we finally have uh, an offensive line there. You know, weakness or question mark, everybody likes to talk, you know, point to Jared Goff, but I'm going to go uh, linebacking core. That seems to yeah. be the weakest point on the team, and mm-hmm. they've got to get that figured out. I think they're going to be targeting guys on cutdown day. They're going to be looking at other spots. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy about where they're heading, um, but still have some work to do. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, what are your thoughts here, Trev, on the Detroit Lions, the strength and the question? I don't really know too much about the Lions, but just from an outside perspective, I'm going to say they finally got Aiden Hutchman to help that defensive line yes. create a pass rush. A pass yep. rush. Um, yep. Maybe that helped Jeff Okuda out a little bit back there in the secondary because he's kind of been mm-hmm. a bust, no offense, but injury play, but what it is, what it is. And then yeah, the Achilles tear was tough. Mm-hmm. Question mark, I think, would be, um, I guess, the offense. Like you said, Scott, the offensive line is going to help the receivers and the, and the running game, but who is he throwing it to outside of St. Brown? Um, is Jamison Williams? I know they drafted him at 12 or something like that, but yep, he just came yep. out. he's not going to be ready for camp. So is that the question, I think, would be Jamison Williams? Did you guys draft him because he was there at 12, or do you really think he's going to be able to play this year? So that's right. a good question for me. Yep, yep. And uh let's talk about and I'll 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 say with this Aiden Hutchinson and also Josh Pascal, both defensive ends getting there I think is gonna uh, really improve. Because I had a big question about the defense in Detroit, uh one of the right. worst defenses in the NFL last year, but drafting them and uh, and I think also getting a defensive back Kirby Joseph in the third round also a nice pickup. So they really did a lot to kind of uh give them some hope that the defense will improve. All right, Scott who are you targeting for fantasy football, if anybody, out of the Detroit Lions? Uh, it's Swift in the backfield. I think, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, DJ Chark there now. You've got Jameson Williams, who, if you haven't seen the clip on Twitter, well, the draft room when they got Williamson, you mm-hmm. need to look at that because it's, it's amazing to see how <laughs> they put that together. Um, but, yeah, Swift out of the backfield, I think he's, he's going to catch the ball, the offensive line. Um, so he he's going to be in for, you know, a big year, probably top five fantasy running back. Um, oh, so that, that'd be a value. He's going RB10 right now. So there you go. Good value there for DeAndre Swift. Um, all right, uh, Trev, who are you looking at? Anybody you're looking at in Detroit? 
I'm going to go with St. Brown, um, uh-huh. that receiver they have. He kind of yep. emerged as a potential good number one, number two last year towards the end of the season. Now they got DJ Chark, who's talented when healthy. So I think a lot of things will be on DJ this year, and that'll free up Brown to make some more explosive plays. So I'll look Brown I love it. Wide receiver 34 going 77th overall, so some value there for Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, let's talk about my Chicago Bears. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's be quick about it because there's really not a lot yeah. good to say here. But, um, Scott, <laughs> what, what are the questions and what are the like, strengths? I'm going to put that in, in, in air quotes for the Chicago Bears going into the preseason. Yeah, so I hate to continue to to bring this one up, but I I think I mentioned it pre-draft even. Justin Fields, great Ohio State quarterback, not an NFL quarterback. Um, I think as far as weakness, question marks, it definitely lands there. Um, You know, he's got to get it put together and, you know, figure out how to be an NFL quarterback. Right, Uh, right. You know, I, I, I still like David Montgomery. You know, sneaky and, and some, some fan – you know, that'll be my fantasy play as well. I mean, he can mm-hmm. play some ball. Um, but, yeah, this team's in a little bit of a reboot right now. Yeah, I, I'd say that is absolutely true. Uh, I'm going to flip it over there to you, Trav. <laughs> Thoughts on the Bears' strength and um, weakness? I mean, it's the same player for me both. Uh, Justin Fields could be the strength just because we've seen his tape at Ohio State. Uh, but history shows Ohio State quarterbacks don't really pan out in the NFL in their beginning years. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then the weakness is also Justin Fields. I mean, yeah. second year in the league, brand new offensive system, brand new coaching staff. Um, is he going to fit him? Is he going to show his weaknesses even more than last year? So Justin Fields is my strength and weakness. And then my fantasy, I'm going to go ahead and say – uh, Darnell Mooney. We'll go ahead and yeah, put that out. I love it. Because, I mean, he's got some chemistry out there already. He knows, well, he doesn't know the offense because they changed it, but he knows the organization <laughs> right. at least. He knows the fan base. He knows Justin Fields a little bit from last year. Yep. So I'll yep. take Darnell as my uh, fantasy person. I love that. Wide receiver 24 going 56 overall. So uh, pretty good. You can get him pretty – I mean, he's he's definitely the number one. There's no not a lot of competition there. It's Byron Pringle and then uh, the rookie, Villas Jones Jr., probably a third-round pick that he'll be competing with. So Darnell Mooney, clear number one wide receiver in Chicago. Uh, anybody you're targeting in the Bears, Scott? Uh, yeah, it's Montgomery there in the backfield, I think. Um I mean, they're still going to have to run the ball. He's still going to be the number one guy. So I definitely think he's got some value there in the backfield. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a probably that's – a, that's a good, solid, you know, solid pick there. I actually would say that um, Cole Komet is someone who deserves a little bit of Ooh, attention, you know, because I think, you know, obviously a, a tight end that I, I saw a lot of when he was in Notre Dame, and he actually did uh, contribute significantly with Justin mm-hmm. Fields, and he actually has a good connection with Justin Fields. He's going as tight end 14. He's going 126 overall. So basically you get him for a song. Uh, he's free. He's basically free in drafts. So I, I like taking a shot at Cole Komet, uh, and I actually don't mind um, looking at that Bears defense. I, I know we don't have Khalil Mack, but we did go and – heavy on the defense uh, to the dismay of Justin Fields probably in the draft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got some great players there in Kyler Gordon out of Washington 
and Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. So I really do feel like we've um, done enough to shore up that defense, and we really need to focus on that. So I would say that's the strength, and I would say I would focus on – I might even draft them. I might even draft them, um, you know, mm-hmm. as, as my second defense, you know, not as my first defense. All right, let's talk about those Minnesota Vikings. Scott, strength and um, question. Yeah, I think the strength here continues to be with their wide receiving core. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson's really emerged, and you've got Adam Thielen, um, who's really, um, you know, providing uh, uh, that sort of consistent excellence. And then yeah. I, I think Irv Smith is a is a solid tight end to look at. So I think that yeah. pass catching core, you know, is is really solid for them and, and gives them a lot of weapons. Um, I think at the question mark, everybody likes to just pick on Kirk Cousins. So, um, you know, we'll <laughs> see. But I know they've been really heavy in the defense. I mean, they, yeah. they invested, you know, a huge portion of their uh, draft on the defensive side. So mm-hmm. I'll say the question mark is, does this defense start to, you know, provide them some balance? Because they've got, I, I mean, they, you know, Dalvin Cook's still delivering. So you're looking at an offense that can move the ball and put up points, but, you know, I think their defense really needs to to come together with these this huge number of rookies. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's flip it over there to you, uh, Trev. What do you think about the Minnesota Vikings? What's the strength? What's the question? Uh, I think the strength would be Kevin Lewis, head coach. He's got continuity with Kirk Cousins already from Washington. Oh, oh and okay. I'm not a defensive-minded head coach this time, so we'll see what really the offense can do. And I'm I'm with Scott on question mark of their defense. Uh, they they yeah. re- heavy with rookies, but once again, they're rookies. Um, they really don't have, I guess, too many veterans out there. I really don't, t- didn't get a chance to look at their defense, but I do know it's shaky enough to be a question mark in this. So. That's most yeah. definitely true. And they did draft Lewis Seen and, and Andrew Booth in the secondary. Brian Asamoah as linebacker. Um, Patrick Peterson will return as a veteran corner. Um, he's probably past his prime as well. I mean, it's... Sure. It's a question mark. It's a, it's a question mark here for the Vikings. But if their defense gets going, I think their offense can be really good, and they can actually be really uh, they could really challenge NFC North. So, uh, fantasy football, Scott. Anybody you're targeting here in the uh, Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, I think you can grab any any of their pass catchers, um, Dalvin Cook. I mean, this is a this is a fantasy rich uh, team for sure. So yeah, I'll. Uh, you know, I'll just go with the receiving core in general. Any one of those guys will deliver for you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I and I will say this: Justin Jefferson is not going. Is, you know, he's going expensive. He's number eleven. He's the wide receiver three. Adam Thielen is wide receiver thirty-five. He's going seventy-eighth overall. Wow. I think I'm going to be investing in a lot of Thielen. This <laughs> he's yeah. too cheap. It's too cheap. All right. Anybody you're investing in um, on the Minnesota Vikings, Trev? I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. If that man can stay healthy, yeah. he is a weapon for sure. I mean, we've seen yep. him break all kinds of big runs, a lot of yards a game. So if he stays healthy, he's a huge, huge fantasy point getter. Yeah, and it's really interesting because right now, as it's shaping out, and it's, again, really, really early in the fantasy football preseason, but Jonathan Taylor is number one, Derrick Henry number two, Christian McCaffrey number three, Dalvin Cook coming up as number four. After mm-hmm. that, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, and Nick Chubb. So eight running backs to start it off. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, clearly number one. Derrick Henry, if it's not PPR, clearly up there as well. Christian McCaffrey should always produce, but there's that injury concern. Then there's Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, it's, it's a question. I mean, you can make an argument for almost any one of those guys 
uh, in my opinion, after Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor is the clear number one. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, those Green Bay Packers. Oh, I hate those guys, but you've got to talk about them because you've got to round out the NFC North. All right, Scott, what do you think about those Green Bay Packers? Strength and question. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to start talking about the, the demise of the Packers. Um, <laughs> I've, I've hated this team for so long. The, the Hail Marys that they've thrown on the Lions that have been stripped apart. Um, yep. The strength, you've got to start with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, back-to-back MVPs, how people like to take shots at this guy, you know, I mean, I hate him because he's in Green Bay, but as a player, right. and as it's amazing. You can't deny that. Yeah. But the question mark is literally who on earth is he throwing the ball to? Um, yeah. This is a collection of names from, from the past. You've got Randall Cobb, who's, you know, well past his Way prime. Way past his prime. Sammy Absolutely. Watkins. Expired. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Watkins, who's never delivered, in my opinion, to all the hype right. he got coming out of Christian. They, they drafted Christian Watson out of um, North Dakota, which is, yep. you know, great, fine, whatever. But he's got to make that, that move. And then they, they did sign uh, the Lazard, I think, was recently. Uh, yeah, I just resigned him. What what he's going to do. They're going to, they're going to rely. I mean, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, may be on the field at the same time all season, just to yeah. get some weapons. It's going right. to be interesting. I totally agree with that. And uh, let's go ahead and flip it over to you, Trev. Green Bay Packers, strength question for you. Uh, strength is obviously Aaron Rodgers. If you got him throwing you the ball, you always have a chance, no matter who the receiving core is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way it is. But then the question mark is, yeah, the receiving core. Uh, we already know the defense can be good at times. We know the running game. But like you said, who's he throwing it to? Alan Lazard right. is a nice piece, but he's not a number one. Sammy right. Watkins has never been a number one. Yep. Uh, um, Christian Watson, he put out a good tape, but he's coming from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Yeah, the question mark is the wide receiving core. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Scott, who are you focusing on for fantasy football out of Green Bay? Uh, I'm going to go back to the uh, running backs, and and I I was very fortunate last year to have Aaron Jones. But one thing I learned the hard way is that they will go to Dylan a lot. Um, He may even take over a game in games where Jones, um, you know, he had some fumbling issues a couple of times. So I, I think you can go there but with the caveat of you have this is one where you absolutely have to get AJ Dillon if you go Aaron Jones because if you don't someone else is going to grab Dillon and you're going to have to trade for him if you want to keep uh Aaron Jones because they're just going to split that backfield and and shoot you up but right especially with no running back or no receivers they're going to run the ball a ton and uh, they can both catch the ball too so you yeah uh, Definitely worth the investment, but you you have to absolutely get them both. That's going to be real, and it's going to be challenging because Aaron Jones, RB thirteen, going at right now twenty three overall. AJ Dillon, RB twenty six, going at sixty two overall. So you got to really you got to spend two picks in the first five rounds on Green Bay running backs. That 
make me feel nauseous, not only because I hate the Packers. <laughs> so it will be hard. It will be hard, hard to stomach. All right, what do you think there, uh, what do you think there, Trev? Anybody you're focusing on drafting from the Green Bay Packers? I was the same way, uh, just because the wide receiving core is so questionable and shaky. They're going to be going to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon a lot more, I think, this year out of the backfield, uh, red zone drive. So either one of them. I believe I had Aaron Jones last year for a few games, too, and helped me out pretty nicely, and A.J. Dillon. So either yeah. one of them, they'll rack you up some points. I'm going to go against the grain here, guys. I'm going to take Christian okay. Watson. Because, oh. because you know, Alan Lazard, we know what he is. We right. know what he is. And he and he's not a guy that I want to play week to week in fantasy football. Um, Christian Watson is going as wide receiver 64. He's 162 overall. Basically, he's free at the end of a draft. I will take my flyer on Christian Watson because I do think that Aaron Rodgers will continue to air it out. He's not going to be able to contain himself and just hand the ball off and go screen passes all the time. I think he's going to want to air it out. Christian Watson's got the speed. Um, he just has to show he has the hands and the route running. And quite frankly, they can throw him on – they only need to do is throw him in a Hail Mary, right, uh, Scott? And, you know, he'll get him there. That's a 50-yard touchdown right there. So, uh, i I just saying. So, I think that somebody's got to do that. I don't think it's going to be Alan Zard. It's definitely not Sammy Watkins. I'm taking me some Christian Watson late in drafts uh, and just gambling. Because, hey, you know, you end the draft pick. Uh, if he doesn't turn out, I'll drop him. Um, I think he's a great, a great guy to kind of invest in this year if you want to take a, a flyer and you don't want to invest in uh, Aaron Rodgers. But and by the way, Aaron Rodgers also going cheap. Aaron Rodgers is Q- QB12 going 98 oh, wow. overall. So if you want Aaron wow. Rodgers, you can have him pretty cheap too. So, I, you know, I, that may be a good, good double investment there. Get Aaron Rodgers and Christian Watson and see what you can do with that. Maybe that'll <laughs> work out. You don't have to spend much. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, particularly you if you're spending up on Aaron, Aaron Jones and, uh, and A.J. Dillon, you know, then you <laughs> might as well get the rest of the Green Bay Packers while you're at it. Uh, all right, guys, that finishes off the NFC North. So we did both of them. Great job. Time to hit the air horn on the show. And we only did a little bit of overtime. We did it all in 40 minutes. So I lied to everybody, guys. I'm sorry I lied to everybody. I said we're going to do it in 30 minutes. We did it in 40 we did in 40, so that's okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we did because we gave them some great information about each of the teams in the NFC East, NFC North, and fantasy football draft picks. So many to look at. Uh, and we're going to be doing that um, live draft over Twitter coming yeah. July. So that's going to be fun. Everybody check that out when we do it. All right, Scott, thank you for joining us. We're going to hear a lot more of you now that you're settled down. I know that. So give us your social media so people can follow you. Yes, hit me on uh, NFL Fantasy underscore more. Happy to be uh, done moving, and and I'll be be bringing you some Atlanta Falcons news now that I'm uh, closer to the team. So yeah, um, more to. And 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 Scott doesn't pull any punches either. Plus, also, so don't so beware <laughs> if you're following him. Beware, and also. Scott, also really good with uh, those parlay bets. You got all those, those mm-hmm. really like, ridiculous parlay bets that make, make me nervous just watching you make them. Uh, I'll just say. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you, you, you hit them, so, you know, follow them. All right, Trev, social media so people yes, can follow sir. you. I'm on Twitter, at TrevHTTC, uh, part of Ref the District podcast, which airs live in about 15 minutes on YouTube. And I'm also a co-host right here for Football Garbage sense. Time. Represent full press coverage. Mainly, just follow me on Twitter. I'm there a lot. So. <laughs> yes, he is there a lot. He's there a lot. That's where you find him. Not on the show all the time, but definitely on Twitter. 
Uh, just definitely on Twitter all the time. So definitely follow Trev there, and it is good stuff. You don't want to miss Ref the District. Those guys knock it out of the park. All right, you can find me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time or on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. Thanks, everyone, for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Good night, guys.